last week, a few of us. It was great, wasn't it? Just uh, speaking on this new series we've started called Together as One. Together as One. Dave spoke about the Tower of Babel. He had this big picture. Remember the jigsaw with all the pieces um, that was put together a number of years ago now, but spoke about the Tower of Babel and how when they spoke one language and the importance how uh, when we speak one language, a language of faith, that was what is only in part one, I think you were saying, that we've already carried on with part two next week, but... Um, the importance of us being on the same page, singing from the same hymn sheet, not just thinking the same, but being one, uh, with one language, one people, one God. And this morning I want to speak about being one body. You know, many of us will know a passage in the Bible, a well-known passage, which we're going to read in a moment, which says that the church is a body. And we are one body and many parts. So let's just read this together. It's going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 onwards. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And they treat with special honor. Uh, And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, sorry. And the parts that we... Uh, unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that the parts should have equal concerns for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you one is part of it. So again, it's a familiar passage, isn't it? It's one that we've perhaps heard a number of times, but I think that it's really, really important, not that just we know this, but that we live this, that actually there's so much that we can draw from that. I just want to share a few insights, and maybe uh, I've got a little illustration just as we kick in uh, the first point. We are designed with differences. Thanks for putting the slides up. Julie, I wonder just underneath that bag, if you'll just uh, bring a little visual aid with, um, just behind the bag. It's uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Potato Head. So if we can bring that forward. I think Dave referred to this uh, last year or the year before. This is... Uh, It's pretty cool, eh, from the Toy Story film, but this one's got a special hat. Not all of them come with a special hat, but um, (laughs) Mr. Potato, I had a problem. I was bringing it over over to the church the day, and I dropped it, (laughs) and all all his pieces went absolutely everywhere. It was a nightmare. But as you can see, Mr. Potato Head, be careful, is made up of many parts, but, but... and actually, the same with the church. It's going to fall over in a minute. Um, 
It just keeps me amused. I'm pressing it all the time. But, you know, the, Mr. Potato Head is made up of many parts. You know, we've seen the film Toy Story, I'm sure. We know the concept of it and can understand how it relates to us as a body. But actually, sometimes I think in life, in faith, and, and in our walk with Jesus, sometimes we can see other people and who they are, and we can want to be more like them. You know, there's this comparison culture, uh, which, you know, I don't think it's entirely bad, but I think actually sometimes we can forget who God has made us to be because we're so busy looking at what God has made others to be. And I think that we all have a special part to play, and we're all unique. You know, there's apparently about 7.6 billion people in this world, but there's only one you. There's only one you. I mean, I know I'm not, that, that's not anything profound this morning, but actually... When you realize that God has made you just the way you are, he's made you that way for a reason. He's given you specific gifts, skills, uh, talents, abilities. He's made you the personality that you are for a reason. And I want to encourage you that difference isn't bad. Difference is something that God has planned and made and been intentional about that. You know, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be like my older brother. You know, maybe that's something like with siblings and, you know, you always perhaps look up to somebody that's a bit older than you. And it's good to have people around you that inspire you and, and to be perhaps certainly more like Jesus. You know, that's, I'm encouraging that. But actually, I, I lost perhaps who I was and perhaps some of the skills that I had been given. And I think actually rather than looking too much at who my brother was, I had to realize God had made me the way I was for a reason. And I just want to encourage us in that to, to, to look at who we are. And, and I just, you know, in this passage, we didn't, just beyond the passage that I read about the, the body and the parts, it refers to these, these aspects. Apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles, gifts of healing, able to help others, gifts of admin, and speaking in tongues. You know, there are seven parts that are referred to in this passage of Scripture when it's talking about parts of the body. You might think, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> you might think that I'm not an apostle. But actually, out of those seven things, you know, certainly I think they're the able to help others. Maybe you feel, yeah, I, I can function in that way. The gift of healing. Maybe you feel that maybe I could be somebody that functions in that way. Gifts of admin, as you can, Emma's already highlighted, that's not my strong point, <laughs> an organization. But do you know what? Like, I think that actually we don't have to be like everybody else. And God doesn't say we have to have every part of the body. But we have to know the part that we are, discern that, pray about that. Sometimes other people might see something in you and remind you of that. Sometimes it's about what you enjoy and what you're good at. Often God has placed you in a particular place and given you something to do something and for a reason. And I guess, you know, sometimes we feel like we want it all. We want to be every part. And I think it's really important that we don't aspire to be everything, but just really step into who we are. So if you're a prophet, you don't have to strive to be an apostle or a teacher. If you have the gift of helps, you don't have to aspire to, uh, to be a worker of miracles. You know, these things are good and they're great, but that's what I love about the diversity of people in this room. You know, even just take a moment just to look around now. You know, the variety of people in this place is amazing. You know, young and old, people that have been saved recently or for many years, people with just so much variety of life experience, different careers, 
different hopes and dreams, but actually we're one body made of many parts. And I think it's great when we're reminded of that and appreciate the differences. I want you to perhaps just, uh, you don't have to close your eyes. I want you to use your imagination though for a moment now. Imagine if there was another you. Oh, a scary thought for some, a nice thought for others. Imagine a few people thinking, oh, I hope there wasn't another you, the person next to you. But imagine if the whole room was full of yous. Now it's getting a bit crazy, isn't it? God has made us individually and he has made us different for a reason. Because there's a whole world out there that needs to be one, that needs to encounter the love of God. But sometimes there's only you that can reach a certain group of people. You know, there's certain people that you might think, oh, I can go and reach anyone. And of course, God can use us in those ways. But he's made you specifically because I think he wants to see you reach a certain group of people. Whether it's your friends or your family, or whether it's your workplace, wherever it is, whatever we do, God has given you the gifts and the talents and the abilities for the reason to reach a people group, to reach the people around you and to connect with them. I'm just thankful for the differences that we have and that we're not all the same. But we need to honor those that are different to us. So we're designed with differences, that's, that's clear. But I also think that we're built for community. We're built to be together. It says in, in the passage, doesn't it, that God has put the body together. We're not, I wasn't going to keep coming back to him, but since he's here. We're not meant to be apart, are we? You know, we function when we're... Shall I press it again now? We're not meant to be... I'll keep his eyes on. (laughs) We're not meant to be apart, are we? We're meant to be together. You know, the body is made up when we're together and we're functioning in that way. It says when God made man, one of the first things he said, it is not good for man to be alone. I don't know if you noticed, but there seems to be an increase of loneliness in our society and in culture. People feel like they're isolated and alone, but actually God has made us, the church, to be together for that reason, so that we can help one another, you know, mourn when those who mourn and, and rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, there's something about and special about the body being together. We don't just need each other, but actually people need you as well. You know, we come together for those reasons as well. It's all about relationship as well with him and with one another. That's why God has made us for community. I don't know if you noticed, but even outside of a church context, I think people strive for belonging. People strive for a community. You know, it might be in sports clubs. It might be in the pub. It might be in groups after work. It may be even in the gym or a different context. People are looking for somewhere for community. And I think that it's great that we're all here together as a body of believers. The thing that keeps us all together is the head of the body, Jesus Christ. He is the reason that we're here. He is the central thing that keeps us together. And of course, there's times where things don't always go our way. There's times where things don't make sense. We can't always understand it. But when we come together, there's real strength and unity in the body. And I just want to encourage us in that. We're stronger and better to get together. I want to try something now, which I've I've tried to think whether it will work this morning. So it's a bit of a step of faith and it involves a bit of 
at your help, really. Are you up for helping me this morning? Yeah, some of you want to know what it is before you <laughs> agree to it. Okay, what I want us to do, I want to create a moment in the service this morning where we are all connected. Okay, so this might sound, uh, or, or practically it might need, certainly the balcony, you're going to have to help me out, guys. I know you probably sit up there so you, you, know, you don't have to come down the front. But what I need you to do is make your way down the side here. I want everybody to be connected to two people. One either side, okay? So this is going to be uh, those that are thinkers, logistics, those that, that can make this happen. So you might need to stand up. So guys, uh, you, now's the time, okay? We're going to have a couple of minutes. Uh, so come, make all the way down. So there's going to be people that are going to be connected from up here. Okay, balcony, up on your feet. Make your way down, make your way down. We're just going to have a couple. Look, Zai's on it straight away. Perfect. Look, yep. You, you're going to have to reach down here. You're going to have to reach down here. Yeah. Okay, we can make this happen, guys. Okay, all the way down to the balcony. Spread yourselves out further down. We can do this, guys. We can do this. What happens when Dave's away, eh? Right? Come on, we're getting there. Okay. Are we all connected? Everybody in the middle looks quite connected. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Look at this. This is brilliant. Sorry if you're a guest, by the way. This doesn't happen every week. Come on. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Oh, I love this. Good point. What about me? Are we, all, are we all done? Are we all connected? All right, Liz, come on. Right, Andrea. Right, we're going to have an electric shock. Ready? Three, two, one. Nah, okay, that's great. We're all connected. Fantastic. Go take your seats. Okay. Well done, guys. You did it. I was a bit worried at the start of the morning, thinking this side's a bit empty. I wasn't sure if we were going to make it, but... It's just a bit of fun, but what we achieve then physically, I want us to maintain and continue spiritually. You know, I think that whilst that was just, again, a silly illustration, we're called to be together. We don't just need one another. It's, it's, it's biblical, and it's how we're made. It's what we're made for, and the body operates at its best when we're together. You know, the church is most effective, not just when we speak one language, but when we live with one purpose and one cause and one focus. And I think it's great that God has made us in that way. You know, so I just want to encourage us in those moments that we're built for community, but it's something that we had to do just then. We had to be intentional. It didn't happen by accident, did it? It says in the early church in, in Acts that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. You know, we have to devote ourselves to fellowship. There's lots of different ways that that can happen, and lots of different settings. We try to make it accessible for our lives. You know, I know some people live very busy lives, but we can't make that as an excuse not to fellowship with one another. Whether it's going for a coffee with somebody, whether it's going to a life group, you know, the fact that you're here this morning shows that you, 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 you value community, you value fellowship, I just think that the more we do that, the more that we encourage one another, that we remind each other why we're here, 
and, and that we, we ultimately we want to see the city reached and saved, but there's real power when we're, we're together. So we have to be intentional in that. It also says in Hebrews chapter 10 that let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another day by day. So we're designed with differences, we're built for community, and the last point I want to share this morning is that we're made for a purpose. We're made for a purpose. Individually, we have our own functions. The ears hear, the eye sees. And the function that you have, whatever that may be, you know, I listed some earlier, but you may think of others that you feel that you're particularly called to. We've got to be active in that. You know, if the ear doesn't hear, or if it's separate from the body... It's pointless, isn't it? It's when it's connected and it's functioning and it's active in that way that it becomes not just valuable, but it it, it contributes to the life of the body. So I want us to think about how we can be active in those things, but ultimately we were made for purpose. Teachers should teach. Prophets should prophesy. If you've got the gift of healing, you should offer to pray for someone to be healed. If you're able to help others, offer to help, do something. Here on the screen is uh, taken from a book called The The Purpose Driven Church. It's uh, really well known by Rick Warren. Uh, He's also written a book called The Purpose Driven Life. You know, I think purpose is one of these things that is so, uh, we we long for, we want to know uh, our belonging, our identity, but also our purpose, why we're here. And the functions that we have is slightly different to what the purpose of the body is. And on the screen, as you can see behind me, uh, there's a number of things. Worship, as you can see, they're all related to either the great commandment or the great commission. So everything that we do usually comes under those two headings. You know, we want to love God with all our, our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. But we also want to love our neighbor as ourself. And, and the first two of those in this book that it's referred to comes under those things. Worship, ministry and serving. But then also evangelism. You know, it's to go into all the world and make disciples. Fellowship. You know, we're going to talk about baptism, aren't we, in a few months. We're really looking forward to that. Seeing lives transformed and come into this body, into this community, into this family. And discipleship. You know, teaching people to obey. You know, for many years... If we just go back just to the, the previous slide, many years when I was growing up, I, was like, I believed in God, but I wasn't active in my faith. You know, I think there's a real difference between a believer and somebody who's following. You can say, you know, I believe in Jesus, and that's great, and I want to encourage people to make those decisions and to say those words, but I think there's also part of this discipleship element and journeying with Jesus is actually putting that into faith, putting that into action. And showing others the way that you've been made, like we've already said, the functions that you've been given for a reason. But I want to see that come alive. You know, I I think I want to see people stepping into their potential. And and you know what I love? One of the things I love, you know, working with young people, but working with people in general, is helping them see the gifting that God has placed within them. And, and, And making them see, perhaps, sometimes we're not always aware, like I said earlier, and it takes somebody just to, to encourage people in that. But when we're aware of it, we have to be active, don't we? I think that's just so important for us. But to remember that we also have the same goal. 
We have different interests, different gifts, but a common goal. But we need to be functioning in those things. Just to encourage us this morning, I know it's been a little bit different, certainly with us getting up, standing and moving around a little bit. But I just can't overestimate, uh, overstate too much what it means for us to be together in spirit, in mind, as a body. You know, these are, this is God's word that we're a body. And it's a great example for us. It's quite easy for us to understand, okay, Mr. Potato has fallen apart a little bit and he's got a silly hat. But I think that the illustration stands, doesn't it? So I want us to maybe just close our eyes for a moment. Some of you might know straight away um, what your part is. And you know what? Even uh, as I've been sharing and, and, and preparing this message, I, th- th- this church is absolutely fantastic for serving. You know, many, many people are already functioning in their part and they're seeing the purposes of God and the body come to life. And, I, you know, I just want to encourage them people. But wherever we are on the journey, whatever our part is, I want us just to, to, to pray that God will reveal that to us if we don't know, but also to prompt us to, to act in those moments and to function in the parts that we have to play. But maybe you're here this morning as well that you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you've contemplated it and I just want to encourage you this morning, it all just begins with a decision, a decision to believe in him, Turn from our sinful ways and commit to following him. So if you want to step into that community, into this family that we've been talking about this morning, this body, it just begins with this simple prayer. So if you want to do that, just pray this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. If you've prayed that prayer or if you've maybe even just thought about praying that prayer this morning, I'd love to speak with you afterwards. I'd love to give you some literature and and just talk with you further about that decision. We also have an Alpha course like Emma mentioned starting this week. It'd be great if you wanted to come along to that. But But for everybody else, I wonder... Maybe just as a sign this morning that you're willing to function in your part and to live out the purposes of God this morning in the church. I wonder if you'd stand where you are as a declaration to that commitment. I think this is a sign, a sign of unity. We were connected earlier, but I think this is a sign to say, yeah, here I am. Here I am, send me. Here I am, use me. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We want to be used by him, but we're in this together. So let me pray for us before. I wonder if the band would just come back up as well. That'd be great. Lord Jesus, we thank you for each and every part of the body. Lord, we thank you that it was your idea to bring us together. Lord, we thank you that you are the head of the body, that you are above it all and you are in it all, Jesus. And we just thank you for who you are in our lives, God. But I just pray for unity amongst us. I pray that we are in this together, that we have the same goal. Despite all our differences, Lord, 
we, we have the same cause and that's to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.